Miso River, River Miso Valley, Valley Miso Rain, live on in the valley. Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sago. I'm a 35-year-plus spondy looking to bring the community closer. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Hello and welcome to 2020. This is the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast and my name is Jason Sacco and thank you for joining me today. You know, as many do on this first day of the year, I've been reflecting on my life and my interactions with ankylosing spondylitis. You know, I've been dealing with AS and its effects on me for, oh, about four decades now. And in those four decades, there are many things I could have done much better that might not have put me in the position I'm in now. And those items we'll discuss over the upcoming year in different episodes. But first, question of the week. This week, I saw quite a bit on the forums on Facebook dealing with ankylosing spondylitis and chiropractic care. Now, I'll tell you first that the reason I was diagnosed and found out what was going on was due to a chiropractor. He had worked on me for a number of years as a child and just said, I can't figure out exactly what's going on because he's not responding to generally what we should you know, be seeing the results be from the treatments he's done. So it was because of him that he referred me to, you know, a rheumatologist who diagnosed me with ankylosing spondylitis. For that, you know, it's great. But fast forward now, you know, 40 years later with the level of where my ankylosing spondylitis is and the amount of fusing that I have, going to a chiropractor would be the wrong thing to do. And so you have to remember that there's no one fit scenario for all of us. As a general rule, the Spondylitis Association of America recommends that you do not have chiropractic care done. That is because you may have a chiropractor that's completely unfamiliar with ankylosing spondylitis and what their adjustments you know, may or may not do. So like everything else with ankylosing spondylitis, it's really going to be dependent upon each individual. If you have very little to no fusing, you're just in the process of discovering what ankylosing spondylitis is, and your chiropractor is completely familiar with ankylosing spondylitis, it may be okay. But again, as a general rule, the farther you are into AS, the less likely that you should be probably visiting with a chiropractor and stick more along the lines of traditional medicine routines. For other countries, the guidelines may be slightly different or completely different. Always check what the chiropractor knows about ankylosing spondylitis the familiarity they have with it, and just make sure they don't try to adjust your neck or crack it or snap it or anything like that that can cause you additional pain or even worse, maybe even potential paralysis. So anyway, again, this one is going to be real simple. It's just chiropractic care, should I or shouldn't I? It's really dependent upon each individual. So you are the only one that can make that call. Just know that, just know in the United States, the general rule is no chiropractic care for anybody with ankylosing spondylitis. Now, onto the article that I, I kind of was bruising through for this week's episode. It was found on Healthline, and it's called Nine Resources for Ankylosing Spondylitis Support. And we talked about some support in the previous episode, and, and I'd like to cover that again. With ankylosing spondylitis, and I've experienced this myself, you can very easily fall into the trap of isolating yourself due to pain. Even if in a household of people, you can isolate yourself. And so where do you turn for support? Where do you turn for assistance in the day-to-day -day activities of dealing with ankylosing spondylitis? Could be a spouse, 
But then there's those of us who are not married or dating that don't have a spouse or, or a partner to turn to. So you've kind of got to look at the different options. And here's nine of what is available. Number one, message boards. You know, there are places like the Spondylitis Association of America. They have a message board. Ankylosingspondylitis.net has message boards, as well as obviously all the Facebook and, and all those areas. Instagram, all of those are social media slash message boards that will allow you to interact with others and let you meet a lot of great people that are also dealing with their versions of AS. And I, I found that to be very, very helpful. Now, it doesn't get you out of the house. There are things you can do to go out of the house. We'll discuss those, but at least it's a start and it's a great start. Number two, this is kind of similar to the first one, and that is online forums. The Arthritis Foundation, which is a nonprofit in arthritis research and advocacy, has its own page called Live Yes Arthritis Network. And that's an online forum that offers opportunities for people to connect. Also, ankylosingspondylitis.net is available, as well as the Facebook forum. So take and use any of those that, that you're comfortable with. Number three, and this ties in with one and two, which is social media pages. You know, there's a ton of stuff on Facebook, Twitter, including my very own the Ankylosing Spondylitis podcast page, the different Ankylosing Spondylitis pages, Instagrams, all of it's out there for you to bruise through and interact with people. So there's just lots in those first three. Uh, number one, message boards, two online forums, and three social media pages. Number four blogs. There's millions of blogs out there. So you really, all you've got to do is kind of search through the blogs for ankylosing spondylitis, chronic illness, any of those, and you can find plenty of places to read and interact with the authors. Spondylitis Association has its own called Your Stories, which allows people to type and tell what they're dealing with, as well as ankylosingspondylitis.net has an area titled Your Stories, where you can interact and create your own story based upon your experiences with ankylosing spondylitis. Number five, online talk shows. If you go to, and this can be accessed from anywhere in the world that you've got internet access, if you go to the Spondylitis Association of America, on their webpage, you will find a show called This AS Life, and there's a live version of it. And it's hosted by a gentleman named Dan Reynolds, who is a lead singer for a band called Imagine Dragons. You can turn into this when it's on live. You can also watch past episodes on the website anywhere you have internet connection. That's a great spot to start if you want to see and hear others that are dealing with their AS issues. In the vein of talk shows, there's also exactly what you've got here, the Ankylosing Spondylitis podcast. Well, I don't take incoming phone calls or anything like that, I do try to bring relevant topics to all of us that are dealing with ankylosing spondylitis. So you can search podcasts. There isn't really any others out there that are specific to AS, but there are a number of them that have AS topics covered in them. So I think you'd be surprised if you do a search on AS podcasts. Number six, find a support group. You know, that was my big thing that I wanted to do in 2019 was to join a support group. There happened to be one about two and a half, three hours away from my house. This support group is done through the Spondylitis Association of America, and it's one of their affiliate support groups, and it's fantastic. I met with them once at the end of the year, and we have another meeting coming up in a couple weeks, and I'm really looking forward to going, so I'm hoping the weather holds out. We have good weather uh, here in Michigan. Look on the website for Spondylitis Association of America, 
and see if there is a support group near you. They all have leaders that help facilitate discussions on a number of different topics that are about or related to spondyloarthritis. You know, sometimes there's guest speakers. And if there's not a support group in your area, let's figure out how to get one started. You know, reach out to Spondylitis Association of America if you're in the United States. If you're in another country, look and see what your local arthritis association offers. And let's see if we can't get one started so that it's now you're the one that's uh, leading it. And now you have your support group. That'd be a great 2020 goal. Number seven, consider a clinical trial. There's all sorts of medications that have come out to help with ankylosing spondylitis. Uh, We're all familiar with the biologics and the other things that are out there. But there's a number of different ones that are being looked at through time. So maybe you donate some of your time to a clinical trial. I know I recently, about two months ago, participated in a advertising review done for a medical company, for a drug company. I don't know who, and I don't know what the medication is that they were looking at advertising issues for, but I do know it was for ankylosing spondylitis. I'm curious to see if and when it comes out what they might have taken away from the advertising suggestions that we did. So it was a lot of fun. Anyway, clinicaltrials.gov. You can do searching for ankylosing spondylitis and see if there's any that are in your area that you can participate in. Number eight, you know, you can always or should be able to at least turn to your doctor for support. Now, he or she should be able to provide you with literature and discussions on medications and therapy. Also recommend support groups. So make sure to ask your doctor and their nurses about what activities they have available that might relate to ankylosing spondylitis that you can take advantage of. They'll have a world of information available. You just have to know how to ask for it. Sometimes I find, especially my new rheumatologist, is not the best about just freely sharing the information like my previous rheumatologist was. Finally, number nine, your family and friends. It's interesting when I read the forums to hear the number of people that talk about how they can't turn to their family. And that's really kind of sad. And I always wonder what it is that your family doesn't accept it. It Generally, all I can come up with is that because we don't always have visible external signs to our illness, that they feel it's, you know, for lack of a better word, fake. I know. I did that when I was a kid. Nothing appeared to be wrong on the outside of me. So I was deemed as lazy and different things were said to me because of my really inability to to participate in certain things or do them the way they might need to be done. So I, I get that. And until I started having hip replacements, the whole item of, well, in certain members of my family, that they finally accepted that, yeah, maybe there is something wrong with this guy. Maybe he's not just faking it and lazy. So if you're dealing with that, sorry, you know, try to find other people that will be more open to listening and talking with you through support groups or any of the other suggestions I brought on. Don't forget to be active in the Facebook forums. That's a great way to interact with a lot of people and meet some really great people and, you know, get some support you need. Share this podcast with your family and friends and let them know that, let them hear somebody that's dealing with it that's not you that may very well lead to them getting a better understanding of what's going on. So there's a number of ways you can try that or tackle that. So I wish you good luck in doing it. And just know that as we all deal with AS, it is, as I said before, an isolating 
disease and can make you feel like you're alone, like it's just you, that nobody understands what you're going through. And the only way to fix that is really you starting off and reaching out. There's all of us here in your in this AS family that will help you, communicate with you, be there for you. But until you're ready to accept it and open yourself up to it, you won't be able to get the full benefit. So I wish you luck. I wish you all a great start to the new year and just a fantastic 2020 as we go forward. And I can't wait to keep interacting with y'all. So you guys have a great day. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me at jason at spondypodcast.com. Thank you and have a great day.